Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of Hands Up, the education podcast that takes a light-hearted look at all the quirks that make being a teacher, an educator or just part of a school a truly unique experience. My name's Jordan Firth, I'm a Year 1 teacher and I'm joined as ever by fellow teacher, co-host and co-creator Mark Tomlinson. Hello! This episode, Mark will be looking at the TV show Teachers in his famous fictional school. In my countdown, I'll be ranking the school holidays from best to worst. And then we have a slight change to the format for this season. We'll still be discussing a recent teacher talking point, but we also have a brand new guest segment where we'll ask fellow educators about their experiences. Because I'm pretty sure you're sick of just listening to us two by now. In this episode, we are delighted to have Kate Knight on the podcast. You may know her on Twitter as at MissyMusician81, or if you've listened to the podcast before, the woman who threw up in a recorder. And just a quick one. This is the first time we've ever had a remote guest on the podcast, so you may notice some difference in sound quality, but please bear with us. You can hear everything perfectly. It is just a little bit different, but we'll be back to normal by the next episode. And just another heads up that the sound is a little bit weird over the next couple of minutes. Not sure why, but it does sort itself out after that. Anyway, it's great to have you with us, so sit down, cross your legs, or make sure your chair's tucked in. Four legs, Mark, and let's get started. So we're back after February half term. Um, the listeners, I think, would be forgiven for thinking that we'd be all fresh and ready mm-hmm. and raring to go, you know, recording these next set of podcasts. Um, but, Mark, I'm going to start with you first. Yeah. Uh, last night you went to see the coral and supergrass, and what I did notice was that, luckily, Rather conveniently, might I add that your PPA appeared to have been moved to this morning. <laughs> I was just wondering how you managed to uh, handle that one. I know. I went to one of these pop pop concerts. I think mm. you young yeah. people call them. And um, over in Manchester, yeah, I didn't get to bed till one a.m. But yeah, my PPA had been moved to Thursday morning. So, needless to say, I did a lot of planning this morning. Yeah, of course. Um, I myself have literally run a marathon today Mm -hmm. uh, around the playgrounds raising money for Oxfam let me tell you now Mark I would say that the level of exhaustion I Mm. feel is probably about on the par after a normal day teaching so if anyone ever asks you (laughs) just say well I've got on good authority that teaching is just as hard as running a marathon so um do give us a little bit of leniency. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. For today, what a great, uh, what a great day to choose to have our first ever guest <laughs> on. Can I just say, um, you know, props to you today for doing what you did. Thank um, you. Uh, what and obviously, so each class came out and ran with you for a little, for a little bit around the. Yeah. Around. So every class did. Uh, each child did ten laps. Mm. Each child in the school. There are three hundred and sixty children. So the idea was that with the children's laps, mm. if they were running a relay race mm. from Linley to London, mm. and they were all in a big line, they would have covered that distance yeah. from Linley to London. Yeah. And then I've done the London marathon on yeah. top of that. that was yeah. There. And and so obviously you you met each class today, yeah. explained to them what they'd be doing, yeah. and. Uh, my class was second to last class yes, out of, and, and, and I thought your enthusiasm then <laughs> was great because I thought oh you must have delivered these same lines yeah. for the 10 classes before and you've run all these laps 
and it was you're still really positive and enthusiastic. So well done today. You did well with that. Just, but delirious about <laughs> that point. <laughs> oh, obviously, I was really happy to see you out there, mm. uh, and you you spurred me on. I saved, mm. well, not purposely, I guess, because you're you're the last class twelve out of twelve. Mm. But I saved yours and my own class yeah. until the yeah. end, just to keep in that little yeah, boost. Yeah, bit of boost. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I only did four laps. I don't know if you noticed, because one of my children was complaining about being cold, so I saw that as an excuse to take Let you inside. Take you in, yeah. <laughs> Come on, we'll, we'll go inside. In. I'll take you all the way down to my class as well. <laughs> so by the time I got back out you'd already done six laps so i did four <laughs> so let's have a look at my teacher top well it's the top six today actually but before we do that now might be quite a good time to introduce our guest as i previously mentioned it's kate knight you might know her on twitter as at missy musician 81 or as i've said if you've listened to the podcast before the woman who threw up in a recorder um as <laughs> the title she's been lovingly given she is uh, a recent well-being winner, an award winner, educator, public speaker, uh, comedian, self-titled comedian. Or... I, just lots of people said that I should do stand-up. I don't know if that's because yeah. I'm short and they were actually just telling me to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and poet. And all your opinions, Kate, are your own as well. Indeed, yeah, indeed. So, no one else would have them. So have a look at my top six. My top six is basically I'm going to rank the school holidays from the best one to the worst one. And by worst, I mean kind of least good. Let's Mm. not beat around the bush here Mm. because time off is time off, you know? Yeah, yeah, indeed. So here we go. I am assuming there are going to be absolutely no issues with this and that everyone is going to be in total agreement. Both yourself, both yourselves, and everyone that's listening. So uh, (laughs) let's let's start, shall we? One. So at number one, so the best one, I'm going for summer, obviously. Two. Easter. Three. October. Four. Christmas. Five. May. Six. February. So there we go. That's the definitive list. Uh, I trust everyone agrees with that, and there's nothing more that needs to be said on the matter. Let's so move on. are we ready to ready yeah. to move on? Brilliant. Excellent. Do you agree with Mark? I'll start with you. Do you agree with? Uh, majority of those um, did you choose summer because of the length of the holiday is that the reason why you chose summer just because it's six weeks yeah of yeah okay okay because you're a big christmas fan aren't you jordan i i am yes. i'm a big christmas build-up fan and it only yeah. made number four on my list yeah that's what i'm surprised about i'm surprised that easter came before christmas yeah well luckily i don't need to justify myself to you so that's fine um <laughs> Uh-huh. Easter, no, I like Easter because Christmas is is two weeks, which is great. Yeah. But it's really busy and you don't really feel like a break. You've got the build up to Christmas and you've got Christmas and Boxing Day and that mm-hmm. awful limbo bit and then you've got New Year and then before you know it you're back at school. Easter's great because it's just Yeah. Two weeks, people go on holiday or eat um, Easter eggs. And knowing you as I do, yeah. you hate spending time with people, mm, don't you? Absolutely. And, and Christmas, Christmas is really well known for that. It's really yeah. frustrating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I understand that. Uh, Kate, what about you? Would you make any changes there? Well, yeah. See, working working abroad, I didn't get Easter. Um, so I kind of got used to not having an Easter holiday. So Easter wouldn't have been in there for me. Christmas, definitely. Because uh, Christmas was when I'd go somewhere hot. I'd go, you know, go abroad. Yeah. But um, so that would have been higher up for me. Summer is a weird one because sometimes I really like the time 
I like the amount of time we get. And then sometimes I'm just like, ugh, I'd rather have it spread out so I could have every Wednesday off. You know what I mean? <laughs> just what like a mini weekend in the middle of yeah. every week. Mm. What, what, about, what about you, Matt? Would you rather have, let's say, add an extra week to those one-week holidays and have a shorter summer? Or do you value? No, I like summers? the six weeks. I, I like that bit. I kind of like forgetting that I have a job. Yes. I think that's quite nice. Mm. That's quite refreshing. So I wonder how, how that'll go down with everybody else. I'm, like I say, I'm pretty sure we're all going to be everybody in agreement. on Twitter, yeah. especially. Yeah, Twitter are well known to be really yeah. um, mm-hmm. undivisive, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. Okay, let's have a look then at this episode's teacher talking point. And for this one, I know we're a bit late to the part with it, but I feel like it was too good to, to sort of skip over. Um, so Tom Rogers at Rogers History started a bit of a trend on Twitter on Valentine's Day. And he tweeted saying, Valentine's tomorrow, competition time. Best edgy themed chat up lines, please. I'll start. Number one, he went with uh, You Remind Me of an Offset Report outstanding in every category uh, number two he put our love is as deep as an Ofsted dive and he said I could go on he said anyway use the hashtag hashtag edge of Valentine's lines and uh, people did people went to town uh, on these so let's have a look at some that I've picked out to begin with great to get um, the ladies opinion on this rather than just uh, me and Matt and see whether the, how how well these would work <laughs> I'm a lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start. Let's. We'll go mild to begin with. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So um, at AST support, Ali said uh, it's meant to be a half-term dates match. Oh. Love is. I mean, I don't know. I'd quite like the odd week out <laughs> yeah. here and there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like this one. Sophie B says, you'd break my heart so badly, I'd have to put a wet paper towel on it. I like that one. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, this, this is a great one. Um, Sarah Cunane said, hey boy, are you Ofsted? Because you were all over me for two days and I haven't heard from you in several <laughs> years. But if you call, I'll drop everything for you. <laughs> <laughs> Which I imagine poor Sarah, that... I feel like that hits quite close to home for her. Mm, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. quite a lot of passive aggressiveness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at Mrs. Mason says, are you a glue stick lid? Because I've been searching for you forever. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> and this, uh, yeah, possibly one of my favourite one. this one. Ben Harris says, get your coat. It's break time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Ramp it up a little bit. Um, you love digs towards the government, don't you, Matt? Love them. <laughs> Yeah. So Craig Smith says, boy, are you Michael Gove? Because you screwed me so hard, it's going to affect me for years. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> um, last one from me that I picked out was, uh, are you my PPA? Because I'd love to do you at home. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> An ooh, a cringe there. Ooh, yeah, an ooh. Um, Kate, did you pick any that you particularly liked or of course do you have your own so i found a couple that i really liked i'm a big fan of plays on words i'm i like i like funny word games and so i really liked um one of 50 at one of 15 percent um wrote how's your mfl i'm a cunning linguist (laughs) (laughs) 
So I thought it was super clever. And um, and I also I also really liked. Um, oh, now I'm trying to find it. Oh yeah, so um, Joanne Brown wrote um, "Get a cognitive load of you." There's lots of people blowing their cognitive loads yes. on Twitter. It's uh, smut galore. Yes. And I did write a couple of my own. Ooh. Um, but I missed the hashtag, but I did write a couple of my own. Okay. So um, they're both rhymes. So the first one is, if you weren't with me, don't know how I'd survive. Now lie back and enjoy a really deep dive. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the second one, which I'm super proud of, is I know this is real. It isn't a mock. So come past my test and I'll sit on your swivel chair. <laughs> Can I just say before I share mine? Yeah. I think if somebody isn't already putting a business plan together to send to Clinton's cards and card factory for teachers' <laughs> Valentine's cards, yeah. then us three need to be yeah. doing that. Yeah. Sorry, Tom I Rogers. I reckon we could do it. We could do Twitter Cupid. We could do that. <laughs> Twitter Cupid. Yeah. It's our way out of here. Maybe there's a. Maybe we could do a. There probably is an app already, you know, like mm. a, a dating site for teachers. There's mm. one for, like, professionals. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but it, yeah, there's always one or two for professionals, but yeah. they're not professionals. They lie. And one, oh. of, one of the criteria could be, when you set up your profile, you put your half-term dates in, and it'll match you up. Uh, that's a great idea. Oh, good idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. On, and man. when you report to due, when you report to due as well. Yeah. So it's got no clashing in terms of busy times. Yeah. 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 Um, Great idea. My favourite, um, so Mrs. Ree One said, what's the difference between you and homework? If you were my homework, I would do it every night. And I she, saw that one. She said, apparently, she was actually sent this as a chat-up line. Oh, this is, this is even oh, better. Oh, God. Then. Yeah. Um, and then I liked uh, the littlest bio, uh, will you be my non-negotiable? Oh, okay, yeah. My favourite one. From Lucy Rayner, I'm I'm going to go down on you like the printer on Monday morning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lucy Rayner, <laughs> wash your mouth now, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the another one I saw on there was um, is that a print stick? Oh, is that a glue stick in your pocket? Are you pleased to see me? I feel like print stick would actually make that better. Print stick you, would be better. Yeah. <laughs> There was one about a clicker. Is that a clicker in your pocket or am I pleased to see Okay, it's time to look at Mark's famous fictional school. So tell us, Mark, what are you focusing on for this episode? Uh, so for, today, for today's episode, we're going to visit Summerdown Comprehensive, the fictional school at the heart of the Channel 4 drama Teachers. Running from 2001 to 2004, Teachers was a comedy drama about a, about a bunch of secondary school staff wrestling with their own transition into adulthood. Many of the teachers portrayed in teachers were stuck in limbo, caught between their own apathy and ambition while attempting to find a happy medium between immaturity and responsibility. The programme was launched during a time when my wife was embarking on her own teaching career and therefore it was essential viewing in our house. As my wife started to build her teaching career, our social group started to include other teachers and what I discovered was far more interesting than what was going on in the programme. 
So, in a little nod to your very own top five, Jordan, here's my top five of what I learned about teachers and teaching back in the early noughties and why I swore I would never step foot into the profession. Number one, teaching, especially in high schools, is often a fallback career for those who don't know what to do with their degree once they have left university. Oh, God. I met, a number of I met a number of teachers with fine art degrees who realised that their artistic, artistic dreams of being the next Paula Rago had disappeared following the review of their degree show and considered teaching as their only option. <laughs> Rather than spending their days in an art studio in some renovated industrial mill on the outskirts of Hebden Bridge, they now teach the use of positive and negative shapes to the likes of Kyle and Ryan, who would much rather be etching a spurting c**k into their desk. <laughs> Number two. I met two types of teachers during this period in my life. The first was the perky overachiever. The ones with exceptionally neat classrooms where motivational posters adorned every wall. The ones who were overly positive on the outside but probably cried themselves to sleep every evening. While on the other side of the coin there was the veterans. The ones who had been teaching for 30 years or more. Often these were alcoholic misanthropists who hated their jobs, hated the children they taught and more importantly hated their own miserable lives. I remember spending an evening with a couple who were seasoned teachers and after dinner they got out the trivial pursuit board. After playing the game for an hour or so I came to the following conclusions. A. They were both as thick as mints. B. They drank so much they made Oliver Reed look like Emily Bishop. <laughs> the night ended with the wife fast asleep at the dining table with a post-it note on her forehead with the words Rosemary West inscribed on it and me and the husband getting into a heated argument because I'd called him a misogynist twat. Needless to say, we were never invited back. During this time, my wife and I went out for dinner and went round to friends' homes for a meal quite often. My heart used to sag with despair if the number of guests were dominated by teachers. Put more than one teacher around a dinner table and all they wanted to talk about is teaching. But not how fulfilling or rewarding the role of teacher can be, but how much they hated their job. How they despised their school, the pupils, the parents, the curriculum, the number of weeks in a term, the SLT, their colleagues, the pay. But low betide anyone from a non-teaching background who challenged their thinking. Um, why don't you consider an alternative career if you hate your job so much? How dare you! I've got a first from Sunderland University in 20th century feminist literature. What else am I going to do? No, I shall continue to teach Sylvia Plath the Bell Jar to Kyle and Ryan and then spoil your dinner parties by talking about how the little cretins can't relate to Esther Greenwood's struggles with identity and societal norms. Now pass me the salt. The beef wellington has no flavour and tastes as if it's been made by the school caterers. Did I mention I was a teacher and work in a rough inner city academy that's been financially shafted by its greedy management team? Four. <laughs> God. Schools were an incestuous hotbed of lust. And I'm not talking about the pupils. Like the teachers portrayed in the TV show, many of my wife's colleagues were young and still living for the weekend. 
every week my wife would be out at some social event and would come home most days with gossip of which teachers were forming the beast with two bats, who was off their <laughs> on ketamine and who ended up wandering the streets of Leeds at three in the morning with no shoes, no trousers and no idea what day it was. What my wife failed to tell me, however, is that she was guilty of all three herself. The divorce was a messy one. And finally, what teachers the TV show and my time spent hanging around with teachers told me was that the people we put in charge of educating our next generation were bumbling along just as much as the children they taught. None of them knew what they were doing or what the hell they were going to do next. Like the pupils they were responsible for, the teachers I met during this time were also dealing with their own cliques, social politics and generational divides. And it looked exhausting and not a great deal of fun. Teaching? Sod that for a game of soldiers. Oh my god. So, um, so Andrew Lincoln was good in Teachers, wasn't he? <laughs> really liked uh, that particular character. Ooh, that was like a counselling session. <laughs> I'm it just... was like a game of charades going on there because the facial expressions in between you talking with Jordan and I were just making these weird faces at each other. I mean, that must be the loosest um, <laughs> reference to your like, the actual school that you're supposed yeah. to be reviewing that well, you've, I started, you've done yet. I started doing a bit of research into it and there's not really much to say about it. And then it reminded me of that time in my life when I did watch Teachers. Yeah. I thought, oh, I remember, yeah. And then brought it all back. Okay. <laughs> so I'm glad you've got that out of your system. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Normally there's sort of an ode of confidentiality when you talk to a, mm. a counsellor, yeah. but... Put put it out there for literally mm. anyone to to listen to, including <laughs> your ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, I don't think she listens. And I hope Mick, <laughs> and 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 I know Mick and Diane, the veteran teachers that I referred to in that bit, won't be listening because they both died from liver disease um, mm. two <laughs> years ago. I need to take you to task over your fine arts degree. Oh no, have you got a fine art degree? I I just I was so like honestly, and your feminism. What 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 is that about? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen with a fine arts degree? What are you like? Have you seen <laughs> Have you seen the film uh, Groundhog Day? Yes. With Bill Murray and Andy McDowell, and he, yeah. there's a, a, an amazing scene which he keeps going back to when he asks her what she studied at university, and the first time she he asks this question, she says seventeenth um, um, century romantic French poetry, and he quotes some 17th century romantic French poetry to her and, and then some in, some names of poets and then as he continues in his groundhog day and he starts to get more irritated when he asks that question what did you study at university 17th century romantic French poetry and he says why <laughs> <laughs> and I've always wanted to say that to some people why, why? <laughs> um Kate what did you like about the tv show Mainly, I mean, I have to say the selling point for me was Andrew Lincoln, um, because at the time he was he was sort of my big crush. And I think actually, unfortunately, I started teaching with the hope that I would go into a staff room and meet a teacher that looked like Andrew Lincoln. And I've worked in multiple schools over fifteen years, and um, I don't know whether the ladies out there agree with me, but. there's a bit of a dearth of, of teachers that look like Andrew Lincoln, if I'm yeah. completely honest. No, they mainly look like uh, me and Matt. 
unfortunately. <laughs> so that's that bubble burst, isn't it? Yeah. All right, well, well, thanks, Mark. I'm sure uh, yeah. fans of the TV show, Teachers, mm. uh, will really be able to relate yeah. to what you've just said. I think so. Okay, let's get into our brand new guest segment. And our guest for today is Kate Knight. Now, Kate, we've got three questions for you, two which we will ask all of our guests, and then one that is tailored specifically to you. Although this first one is pretty well tailored to you, uh, I would say, from what we've heard uh, in the past. So, question one is, what's your most embarrassing, funny, or just favourite classroom moment? And just bearing in mind, this podcast is only about 30 minutes long. (laughs) Well, obviously, uh, if we're if we're not including sticking down a recorder, being hit on the head by a djembe drum, falling into a bass drum, or slicing my hand open, yes. uh, let's go with... Ah, so uh, my first week as a middle leader, um, which obviously you're meant to be all mature and sensible at that point, aren't you? Sure. And um, I was skipping down the corridor. As skipping? Skipping. Yeah, okay, I just... Yeah, and, uh, and I did a star jump. Um, and I, I whooped really loudly, mm. and just outside, <laughs> just outside the head teacher's office, and he stepped out just as I did the star jump. So I effectively opened a can of whoop on him, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. whooped in his face, and then the following day he was doing a, a tour of the school with some visitors, and uh, he stuck his head into my classroom, and I was doing a chicken impression. And uh, he went, oh, I'm, I'm ever so sorry. I, I thought this was history, not drama. <laughs> and I went, I know it is history. <laughs> what were you learning about in that particular lesson? What was the context? I honestly, I genuinely can't remember why I was doing a chicken <clears throat> impression in history. I, it was one of those moments where I think I might have gone a little bit off on a tangent. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't sound like that at all. You know, but it was one of those things. I don't always do chicken impressions. He just happened to walk through the door as I was mm. doing it. It was quite a magnificent chicken impression, though. <laughs> I won't ask you to do it now. It's fine. No, please don't. <laughs> Is there any particular reason why you were um, so sort of jolly on that particular day where you whooped, opened a kind of whoop at your head teacher? I, Spontaneous I had, star jump, was it? I'm one of those annoying, chirpy teachers. <laughs> we don't know but, any um, of them. I'm laughing because Mark's just said about the annoying chirpy teachers <laughs> that are always positive. <laughs> so I'm one of those annoying chirpy teachers who sings in the corridor and who skips and who smiles at everybody and who does silly voices and accents. I can do a million different accents and things. So I'm I'm just a bit daft generally. Um, what would be then? Next question. What's your teaching pet peeve? Imagine you're on. Room 101, but it's a teacher's version. What do you want to send down the chutes into Room 101 about teaching? Am I allowed to say politicians? Um, (laughs) um, Well, politicians, obviously, but my real pet hate is people who leave permanent markers next to the whiteboard. (laughs) Those people are evil. What kind of sadist Mm. does that? Scum of the earth. Yeah, I would would say so. That's not harsh to to say I don't think I, I think that's evil yeah and it's quite clearly deliberate because who uses a permanent marker pen like no one usually so if it's left by the whiteboard it's there deliberately mm. that's a good one oh it's interesting I'm going to definitely try that mm. this week <laughs> can, can they just go back to your politician 
bit, Kate. Go, go for it. Go Is there it. any particular politicians or education secretaries that you've really disliked? Oh, gosh. Um, this is controversial, isn't it? Well, clearly Gove. Uh-huh. Um, he can get in the sea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't a massive fan of Nikki, but then she was a bit of a drip, really. Mm. So, like, it wasn't really... A, it was There wasn't much to dislike. Um, Nick Gibb. Mm. 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 Yeah. Still not a fan. I'm going to be honest. It would be really nice to have an education secretary who actually was an educator. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so this one then, Kate, is tailored especially to you. And because I'm very nosy on Twitter, I saw that you recently won a Spotlight on Wellbeing Award. Um, so wellbeing, just in general, certainly at the minute, um, and definitely in schools, is, is massive. Can you tell us a bit more about what the award was for and what sort of things, you, the steps you took that saw you win it? And I, I just assume it's for all the um, chicken impressions, cheering everybody up. <laughs> Generally, yeah. It's, uh, it's my fantastic chicken impressions yeah. um, and my whooping. Um, <laughs> basically, I write, uh, I write blogs yeah. um, and I, I write my own personal blog on kindness. Um, so it's called Keeping It Kind. Uh, but I also write for Nexus, who the awards were from, um, and I write about well-being and mental health. Um, and the the Spotlight and Wellbeing Award was for somebody who raises awareness online as a platform um, for wellness and well-being in education. Mm-hmm. And it was a massive honour to be yeah. awarded that. I didn't expect it, um, but really, it, it's it's been a long process i mean i've successfully managed to have teacher burnout over 15 years in four different continents <laughs> so, <laughs> so like i can honestly say that i am i have global experience um but no i think um i think it's something that i personally have been down the route of of having to kind of deal with my work life balance yeah. my own mental health and, uh, and I realised that actually sometimes, especially for younger teachers who are just starting out, um, it's it's sometimes good to have someone saying, you know what, actually, you come first. Mm-hmm. Your, your well-being is paramount. Um, and, you know, we are responsible for the well-being of the kids and for our colleagues, but ultimately we can only do that if we are well ourselves. Well said. Mm. I love that. What mm. a lovely uh, note to end podcast on as well that's great Mm um kate it's been a genuine pleasure to have uh have you with us on the podcast thank you so much for giving up some of your uh time to sit and chat and it's nice just nice to have someone else's instead of just us yeah Yeah. definitely and i'm pretty sure everyone else is going to appreciate that so we really appreciate it thank you very much come back on again my pleasure yeah i'd love to i'd love to yeah maybe we'll actually talk about the uh TV show that you were supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't need to do the review this time. I'm, yeah, doing, yeah. I'm doing Waterloo Road next time. And what's that going to be I'm about? just going to do the same script. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks, Kate. Thank you, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Look, we're teachers. It's rare we have anyone's attention for five minutes at a time, let alone 30, so... Thank you so much for that. Give us a follow on Twitter at Hands Up Pod. Keep an eye out for any questions that we might ask. 
answer them and you might get featured on the next podcast. And if you enjoy listening, please pass it on to another teacher or educator or just anyone else who you feel might enjoy listening. Word of mouth is the only form of advertising that we can afford as teachers. <laughs> and don't forget to subscribe to us, raters, reviewers through your preferred podcast provider. That's all for this one. Class dismissed. Play up to now. I'm going to Google pictures of Andrew Lincoln. <laughs>